What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sunday Leagues Investors channel. Today, we have the most requested or the most times a guest has came on to the show. We have Mark Tan from 101 Soccer Breaks and Breaks of All Time. Mark, thank you again for coming on (laughs) again, man. This is your third time. It's a world record. For SLI. Oh, I'm just happy. I'm just happy. Maybe maybe a fourth time will come in like two weeks or something. Maybe, when maybe. Like something insane happens again. No, dude, you always <laughs> you, you you have the know on what's going on with the industry. You 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 know attend the you attended the industry summit for sports yeah. cards. And yeah. you know, honestly, before that, I didn't even know that it was going on. I actually went through your Instagram and your story was uh-huh. literally had your your feet on the couch or on the counter <laughs> yeah, watching the I'll, industry I'll just summit. Like a uh, penciless attendee, oh, yeah. everyone, can, everyone could attend to like, yeah. to like hop in. So like, I was just one of those like, okay, I'm just like in my pajamas because the the event started at eight in the morning in America. It's like eight p like twelve midnight in Singapore. That's hilarious. So yeah, like seven hours till like seven in the morning. That's when I was attending the summit. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So basically what the industry summit is, it's basically a bunch of business owners, a bunch of people that are within the sports cards market you know, getting together and breaking down what's going on in the industry. And Mark, yeah. obviously he, ha- you know, you have a, a business with one-on-one soccer breaks and it makes sense for you to get in, uh, to be there yeah. to, to learn everything that's going on. Um, but yeah. we have you on here because you're going to be sharing some exciting different news that's going to be going on with the soccer cards. Uh, I know they yeah. kind of mentioned it. I know it was, I bet you they probably barely talked about it, but Hey, at least soccer cards, we have some news, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we do have some news and like, I, I what I did was that because the whole submit was filled with different sports collectors and like soccer was only maybe like five percent that was exciting. spoken about soccer. So like I'm what I I'm just looking for that five percent because that's my main focus. I mean I do baseball and basketball too, but right. like I was just looking for that five percent because I feel that's the has the most opportunity to grow and most people are not listening to the, that five percent. Right. So so I, I've broken it down for you guys because uh I want to make sure that this information gets out and because like soccer collecting is my passion. Just want to make sure that everyone gets this information through awesome. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what, yeah. I was going to say, what are you, were you going to, um, do you want to like bounce off ideas or are you going to go just run them down? Um, I mean, I, I could run them down. Like, so for like in the broad spectrum, because, uh, okay. So in, during the industry summit, Panini was present, but Tops wasn't present. And okay. I was just listening to the Panini guys when they're opening their booth and talking and discussing with people. Um, one thing that was really interesting to me was that they are actually aware of what the Jung Rex era has brought onto the hobby. Good. That good. was I. I was I, I. I'm not sure when it was, but it was just basically back 20, 30 years ago, where everything was overprinted. Right. Like there was too many cards out there and too little demand. So they so what surprised me, and I'm pretty sure some of the stakeholders of the of this uh, industry is that they're actually aware of this and they're actually making sure that that doesn't happen again, which is good news for everyone. Okay. So how are they going to do it? Is that they're going to reduce the quantity of products printed, but they're going to produce more products. From what I interpreted, from what they are saying. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's talk so about that. So you will see more releases. Yeah. So, so basically, talk. go ahead. We, we'll we'll probably see more releases next year. Okay. So, but like every release, there'll be less printed of those products. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So well, like for me, like for like, if you do a bit of transporting, you look at select and you can see 
the number cards are no less no longer two ninety nine. They're going to two twenty five now. Okay, so they're so, literally like, yeah. they're trying to like limit their print runs in general. Yeah, gotcha. Exactly. But different products. So yeah, so they're putting more product. They're putting more volume of products out there. It's just that now instead of just having prism to collect, there's now mosaic. Right. So mosaic, now, now yeah. they have yeah mosaic. So they are they are producing that set. Uh, for the soccer industry that's wild man i know you sent me yeah. that like they're, they're creating a soccer mosaic i'm really excited yeah. to see what that's gonna look like yeah so it's really interesting for us because like we're just used to like i mean for for, for soccer fans right soccer like you used to like what four to five panini products a year and two high-end sets something like that <laughs> maybe if we're lucky yeah. <laughs> yeah so like yeah seven sets a year and sometimes it's like Nobody really gives a give gives gives like damn yeah. Some, nobody really actually enjoyed. No one actually enjoyed Obsidian when it first came out, right? Or like no one actually enjoyed Gold Standard when it first came out. But now everybody just wants their hands on Obsidian and like all, even all these products and nobody actually, uh, you know, cared about. It. Right. So like, it's kind of interesting how they're gonna do it. They're gonna reduce the print run of a product and they're gonna create more products. Interesting. So there's still more volume that goes out there, but. You, you. I think they're controlling the price that way and controlling that it doesn't be oversupplied and the cards are not worth anything. Okay. Well, yeah. do, you, do you know, so it, was there a reasoning behind that or more like um, it's a way, like what do we think is the reasoning behind creating more product and, and just limiting print runs within the set? I think, okay, this is my interpretation because like they just say things and I interpret it as a business owner and as gotcha. a stakeholder of the industry. So I feel that they are just afraid that if they print too much of a set, the card becomes worthless. Okay. So like, uh, because we all enjoy, we all are player collectors, right? Like I collect Kai Harvids, right? But like, if I have like 20 different sets to collect this year, and I'm only collecting one or two players, it's much more fun and it, I don't get burned out. Right. Then just, you know, just going for one set and just trying to complete a rainbow of something. Now I, I could just like, maybe I just want to collect the first number of, of every Kai Harvard. So I want to collect all the inserts and there's so many inserts for me to collect. So that every set, I'm actually excited about something. I don't get burned out. Okay. That's very yeah. interesting. So That's good. I, yeah. I think that could be the reasoning. And I mean, they want to put out more supply out there, but they can't put out more supply out there by just printing more prisms. Or they can't just print out like print out. They can't print more impeccable or something like that because right. it, then it just loses its like special uniqueness, right? So like spreading it out between a lot of sets, right? That every card is printed less, therefore it's you know there's less supply out there, and if if there's a demand, it can kind of like it, it can be on equilibrium at some point. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about you know the different sets you they are they were talking about. I know we kind of chatted about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's really exciting. You said you, there was mosaic. Did they mention yeah. anything else? Um, different okay. sets that's coming so, out. I I've heard this is what I've heard, and it could be true too. There are six different sets that are coming out for soccer up to Q two. There oh, could wow. be more added. We don't know. But this is like basically what I've heard about. I mean. Like release dates could be, you know, delayed and things like that. Right. right. We we do not know, but this is what uh, they talked about during the the summit, right? So uh, we actually have uh, immaculate at the end of uh, November. Oof. So really, we have immaculate at the end of November. Yeah, that's what that was. That that surprised me too. 
Like, oh my God, Immaculate is in November before EPL Prism, which is in December. Right. So of this, yeah. So I thought the next time I'm just prepping for like getting my Greenwood first Prism kind of thing. But then there's Immaculate. So that's uh, for 2020 calendar. And for next year, Q1 and Q2, there's going to be Obsidian. Okay, there's going to be Obsidian another set. Chronicles. Yeah. Another Chronicles. Okay. Mosaic. 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 Yeah, you gotta have that that twang. Yeah, Yeah, Mosaic. (laughs) And Impeccable again. And that was the last uh, talked about, which is Impeccable on Q2 2021. Okay. So So, six products already. Wow. uh, And two of them are high-end in the next six months or eight months. So, so, So that's pretty exciting news. So just give the listeners kind of like context. Q2 is basically up into June, June 2021, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So so right. from there, from here to June 2021, that's that's essentially a whole entire year's worth of releases. And we're not, we're only halfway through next year, you know? So that's really, yeah. that's extremely exciting. Almost, yeah. And do you, like, do you know if... Add a uh, donor in or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, basically, that's basically one year. That's seven products the whole year, yeah. Wow. And do, do you yeah. um, know if Immaculate, is this going to be like a national team thing or do they do they specify that stuff or or they just said, hey, these are the sets are coming out? There have been one Immaculate so far, right? Yeah, there's only has been one. I think and so. That was, yeah, that's only been one. That was in in country there was no team in that one yeah it was a country one yeah yeah so we're not sure okay because like i'm not sure whether they want to make use of their epl preserve their epl licensing yeah that's really to, interesting to me i don't know yeah. are they gonna go into you know the country wise what they did what they've been doing or do they just you know milk the crap out of epl because i think immaculate yeah. immaculate was back in 2017 uh, well, the first time it, yes. it, it ran out was 2017. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, but I, but they were experimenting with a lot of high end sets with soccer, right? We had national treasures, we had eminence and things like that. Right. This is the I think, and then we had flawless, which was amazing. I love the flawless stuff. Yeah, it's true. I think like, that was the first release, I right? This is the first time that we went back to a high end set. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, it looks like the first time we went back to a, a high-end set. In a while. Like, we have one immaculate. We, yeah. have, we have one immaculate so far. We have yeah. one flawless, one eminence, one impeccable. So like the immaculate is, this will be the second time that we have immaculate. So we're not sure they're going to milk the whole EPL, EPL licensing thing. And I'm pretty sure they are working on their Serie A and La Liga licensing. Okay. But like, I'm pretty sure teams will be there. Like, but we just don't know whether it's going to be teams. I'm uh, no, sorry, not teams. Countries will be there. We just don't know whether it's going to be countries and teams or just countries. Gotcha, gotcha. So they, they didn't say anything about it. I think they're pretty harsh about it. But we know that Lukaku is signing shadow boxes. Who? So, Lukaku. Oh, really? Yeah, we, he, because he posted like signing for Panini and he was signing what? The signing shadow boxes, you know, like the, the shadow box autos. I, I actually, I'm not really like, familiar so, with shadow boxes. Yeah, so... So Immaculate has this uh, auto set it's called Shadow Box, which is like a piece of plastic uh, on top of like uh, there's basically a hollow at the bottom. So when you when you shine light on it, it's the oh. autograph and you can see the silhouette at the back. Yeah, I'm looking at so it now. Like, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so like we know that Lukaku is in like we assume Lukaku is in it because he's signing Shadow Boxes in his pictures. I would hope so. so I hope he's not signing Kevin yeah. De Bruyne's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? But, yeah. Any, any, but I was going to ask you, did they 
um, talk about on-card and and sticker autos at all? Or that was kind of not like really a discussion point? I think a lot of the discussion was going to like, people were worried about the pricing of hobby going to yes high. let's talk and, about that yeah and and the the the, the think about um uh, singles being worthless at, at a long and in if it's overprinted so i think you can't have cheap okay like if you want to talk about it i feel that you can't have cheap products and expensive singles it doesn't work out that way no it doesn't make sense right yeah it had it would just move on to an equilibrium where if there's enough demand to support the amount of singles that is churned out there, then the product's going to be like expensive. Like right. it has to be like, it has to be almost similar. Like if a product is expensive, the single, singles will be expensive. If the singles drop in price, the products will drop in price because gotcha. like there's no demand. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure like with the next six set we see, there's going to be one or two sets that's not going to be as popular as the others. And the, 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 the cards are going to be cheaper and then the boxes would then be cheaper. And then, you know, that's where people will start buying up those boxes to open them because it's cheap and the price will start going up again. So it's like, it's really hard to tell. It's an like, They don't flow. even know how to answer it. Yeah. So they don't even, they don't, they didn't know how to answer that. But they also said that they are not going to put out so much supply out there. So they're just going to let the secondary market like solve itself on how it's, the price is going to be. Because like, to be honest, they just follow the dynamic pricing, right? Like they knew that, uh, uh, what was that set? The Euro was selling for like pre-selling for 600 bucks. So like they just right. sold it at 600 themselves. But is like, it, is that, that how they choose price the prices by the way? Is that I, have, I have no clue actually. I did actually ask them, but I was, I mean, I would definitely ask them next year, but it seems like they were letting the secondary market di- dictate the price. Oh no. And then they put it up on their Pony Direct. Uh, website at that price, so they're not. So, so they're they're not letting the flippers flip. <laughs> yeah, because like to be honest, like I get annoyed by bots as well. Like if I want to buy, like if I was a collector I, and I know some collectors, you just want to buy one two boxes for themselves. Yeah, you have no you have no chance in hell unless you have a bot, right? Like Panini clicking bot or something, or lucky if you did your prayers yeah. that day. Yeah, if you did your prayers that day, exactly. So it's. It's very weird because like there's so many collectors out there right now and they just can't churn out enough products for these guys. They churn out too much. Basically, the whole economy goes to goes to crap, right? Right, right. Then if they if they churn out too little and then the price goes crazy. So like it's very hard to beat them. But I guess letting the free hand of the market control what the price is is probably the best thing to do. Right. I I I I don't I mean I can't I don't have enough data within Panini to say that this is probably not the right way to do it, but it seems like it's what they're trying to do. Interesting. Okay. Well, at least we know what sets they're going to be releasing, which is really exciting. Obviously I'm really excited about the prism set. That's going to be bonkers. I can't imagine what's going to happen there. Um, But was there anything else that you caught your eye though, Mark, that with soccer cards? So I am a really over analytic person. So like I, I, you know what? You know bias breaks, right? And you have to test. So I am an INTP, which that means that I, I try to look into everything and try to determine where people are trying to go. Oh, okay. And this is a really... It's, it's something that, that clicked in me that maybe Panini is probably the right way to do it is that the CEO is British. And not only that he's British, he's an EPL fan. Is he? Oh, which, wow. Yeah. So, that's good to which know. Which means... Yeah. So that's good to know. That means we are in good hands that he doesn't want to make... He wants to make sure that these... 
that the the whole soccer thing booms for, with Panini because he has a passion stake in it. So that right. made me feel very comfortable when he was uh, because he uh, received the award for like long service in like the, the industry and he had a speech and was talking at an interview and stuff. And then when he started talking about like soccer and like him going to a, a, a game and watching the game, it kind of like made me feel comfortable because, okay, this guy knows what he's doing in the soccer community right. because he's a soccer fan himself. Right. Okay. So, that's good to yeah. know. That's good to, that's good to know that the uh, Panini CEO, okay, sorry, my dog is going crazy. Let me let him in. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm back. All right. So yeah. with, with Panini though, you know, it, there's a lot of conversations with the European market and how they're having difficulties with, you know, different products and everything like that. Was that addressed? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it would be addressed, but like, I'm just curious now, Mark, was it, was that addressed uh, for overseas market? You know, how are they looking at soccer from an overseas standpoint? Um, okay. To be really honest with you, because I've always, when I was in the summit, I was just saying, Hey, I'm from Asia. Um, where do I get my products from? Yeah, uh, I I think I mean harsh on it. They maybe want to work on the American market first. Really? Before I I'm not sure. I'm really not sure about okay. it. But like the when I try to get yeah, the, the, when I try to like ask them for things, they usually try to like not brush it off, but like say like, hey, we're looking at you, but we have too many. We might have too many things to 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 look upon, and because soccer is booming now in America, right? They might want to. I have actually no clue on like how much American allocation is compared to Asia, but it seems that there are more products in America because like you have boxes and like you still have hobby boxes on eBay. Gotcha. Whereas in, 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 in Asia, it's like, I, I think I'm down to like my last 20 or 30%. Wow. So it seems that I'm running out, but people are not running out. So I, I feel that maybe America has more products, but I, I'm not sure about that to be honest with you. But okay. they identified as China as being one of the big markets. So Okay, well that's Something. cool. Yeah. Well, that's good to know a little bit. Did they talk about like um, product specific on like what they prefer, or is more like they just pointed out China is a sleeping giant? <laughs> okay, so like I've discussed with other collectors before, and like in, what I've heard is that Impeccable is very popular in China, ah, gotcha. compared to America. But I'm not sure. But that that, that was true because of uh, of basketball. It could be the same for soccer. But I know that in in Asia. Impeccable sells really well. Okay. Like I've been I've been selling a lot of impeccable. The boxes are go steadily going up in price. Like I used to be paying like what 1k for it now it's at 1.2, something like that. Yeah. So and I've been selling them and like not like for selling them. They're they're actually people requesting me to get more and more. And uh that's the Asia market generally. So okay. uh it's kind of interesting to see how it's gonna go. But I, I know that they identified China as a big player. I mean, they have, uh, uh, they have, um, they have like a collaboration with Tmall, which is one of the biggest uh, online e-commerce website in China. Okay. So I'm pretty sure they're looking at China, but I think they probably have a strategy to it, and they don't want to reveal too much what they're trying to do. Right. So yeah, they they they, they quite they they quite like uh, harsh on those things. So. Which is like I like I after attending the summit, I don't know whether because they're really good public speakers or anything. I think Panini is a great company. Like uh, at the end of it, they still like, hey, you know, don't worry. Like we will not try to like screw you guys over because this is our business too. So gotcha. I just believe in what they're doing. I mean, all of us are pretty angry on like all oh, the box prices are too high and stuff. But then, you know, we're still buying the cards and we're still enjoying the hobby. So 
Uh, it's like a yeah. yeah, it's like a like a give and take essentially, you know. Yeah. So yeah. But, um. So did you see anything else though from a standpoint where um, soccer cards? Um, do you have an opinion on like you know the excitement of how early soccer cards are, or is there any other news that you think that's really worth mentioning? Like okay, like the really big breakers in America, they only used to just do like the American sports, right? Yeah. They used to just do NFL, basketball, and baseball. Sometimes hockey. But now they are actually doing soccer. Like they are actually getting soccer products into their, their, their breaks. So um, I feel that that it's it's starting to grow. Um, but we we're talking like it's starting to grow, and like people are actually like single card collectors are actually now buying soccer cards. Mm. So instead of just buying their their basketball stuff, they're actually buying soccer too. So I think the trend is that most basketball collectors or baseball collectors, they're going to have, uh, if they, they know about soccer, they're going to have like a small soccer collection too. So we're just looking at a growing market. Like I feel that we're looking at a growing market. Everyone that when there was, there was this, uh, 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 a little session with like Josh Luber, who was like the, oh, I think the CEO. Sick. Yeah. So like he, he is very bullish on the market and a lot of people are very bullish on the market. So I I don't want to like be part of the hype people, but uh, everything is going up in price. So they are just looking for the next thing to go up in price, right? And soccer is like was underpriced for very long, and now I think we're just reaching the potential, or like we're reaching where the equilibrium point is. I just want to make sure that it doesn't get too far. Like the Bab- like Mbappe is now so Mbappe tends now sell for like eight hundred. It was going for three k at some point. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's 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 going up, it's going down, and and it looks like it's stabilizing at stabilizing at eight hundred to a K, and all you need to do is like Mbappe to make another Champions League final, you know, it's, it's going to go up to two again. So it's a very healthy market in that sense. Right, like people actually there's a lot of volume of Mbappe being sold. So right. everyone's bullish on it. Nobody wants to sell. Everyone regrets it when they're selling something. So <laughs> like I, always, that's how it always works. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's regretting that they're selling something out of uh, selling something, and uh, like the, the biggest question of, about people is like, when is the right time to sell? And that's actually not really a good answer. But like from what I've get to them is that when they sell something for like X amount of dollars, they're using the X amount of dollars to buy more cards. Mm. So it's on, like people only sell when they have something else to buy or something like that. So like there's no really an answer when is the best time to sell. But like if like I feel that everyone is bullish. They said that they're keeping it to 2025, 2026 when the World Cup goes to America. You know, that's gonna be another huge boom of soccer fans. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, those things we know about it. We, we've talked about it before. So that's uh, something to look out for. Like it's probably gonna be a upward trend all the way to 2005, 2006. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I have no doubts about it. Just because the the fact that we missed the world cup last time was insanely yeah. hurtful for like just fit the American fan fandom, but like yeah. now it's still growing. But, um, but Mark, yeah. thank you so much again for coming on to the, yeah. to the show and just sharing some no news and everything like that, man, that means a ton. Yeah. Um, but where can they find you? Where can they find your, uh, businesses? Okay. So I run uh, a news channel called com. That is basically what we do is we're trying to break down soccer games and analyze the players and kick it to that. We're going to put in card data for you guys. 
so that you guys can enjoy the game, watch the game, enjoy the players, as well as if you guys want to know what their rookie cards are, what their cards are available for awesome. these players to collect, uh, you could look for their cards easily as well. It's still a work in progress. We're still learning on uh, what's the best way to proliferate the information because we have a team of uh, really football fans, like really crazy football fans who are like, pinpointing why Calvert Lewin is good, why this player is good, why do that player is good, how is he a generational talent. So uh, we have content out there. We churn out content once or twice a week and we try to do an analysis on like uh, products as well. Like we did one with you for like uh, Euro Select, right? Yep. We had a podcast with you guys talking about uh, what rookies are like undervalued in in, in, uh, in uh, Euro Select. So we will have a lot of those contents on breaksofalltime.com as well as if you're interested in joining Breaks, uh, one of one soccer breaks is uh, was a baby of mine. I've given it to one of my friends. He's running it right now, and I'm supporting him with uh, with products. I'm I'm basically a sub distributor myself. Awesome. So you could like any of them. I'm I'm happy for you to like you know go and visit them. <laughs> uh, most 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 of all, I'm just a I'm a I'm a passionate soccer fan, and I love collecting cards. So that's why I am working on this. Like I'm just really happy to talk to you. Awesome. And 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 we're very happy to talk to you and share my knowledge because we are still we are still growing as a community, and we don't know how far this 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 uh, this ball can roll. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mark. Um, you know, you're yeah. you're a great friend of mine, man. And uh, yeah. guys, make sure to go follow one of one soccer breaks yeah. and breaks of all time, man. Um, yeah. We'll get you on the show another time because we have yeah. we just have so much to Anything. talk about. Yeah, yeah, we have so much to talk. Like before every podcast, we'll talk for at least half an hour. Absolutely, about we always something do. else random. <laughs> like we didn't even get to talk about Tops Chrome today. Oh yeah, we did it. Some, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's there's Top Chrome's 2020, I'm, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, Top Scrum 2020, by the way, there's Bundesliga as well. Yeah. Dude, Bonnicum is probably going to be in Top Scrum uh, Champions League, but we're not sure whether he's going to be in Bundesliga. But hey, you know, we can talk hey, about it next time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. thank you, Mark. We'll talk to you guys soon, okay? Yeah.